and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. It's our first one for this week. Glad you're with us. We're live in the 1.30 to 2.30 or so Eastern hour. For those of you in the United States and uh, for those of you around the world, I have no idea what time it is. It's not my problem. Not my job. Not my job. Uh, So before we we started here, Britt, you uh, posited the, the sad truth that because the news cycle revved up late last week actually after we did our last podcast on thursday boy everything changed and the uh big story on thursday was that the uh five poor people on that that sub uh had been eviscerated instantly by the thing just imploding we all all knew that, and and you find the saddest part of that that uh, there are no jokes left to be done. Everybody went about through them. it, right? Uh, I have one here. I just okay. thought of it. It's not yeah. really a joke. It's it's a um. It, I don't think you can argue that James Cameron really is kind of an expert in this area. He's not just a director, but he's uh, mm. he's lived this only right? for thirty, only for about thirty years. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so, considering he's uh, James Cameron and uh, what just happened, uh, maybe his next film should be called The Weight of Water. W-E-I-G. What do you think? That's all I got. It took you a while. not that funny. I think it's not the that, worst. It isn't th- that funny. It's yeah. the worst thing to happen to a sub since Jared. Okay. Thanks. Maybe maybe we're not out of actually we are out of material. That would have to be all of the we've yeah. <laughs> there were I mean there were a lot of people that were clutching. You know I I didn't have an appetite for the jokes and stuff. I'm usually Mister Too Soon, right? I'm usually a guy. Oh, I'll just jump right in there. But I I just didn't and but I also didn't clutch the pearls and oh my god I can't believe you people are making these jokes. You know I get it. I understand that's how we cope with things as humans sometimes. Well, I'm. I'm kind of, uh, in a maudlin way, interested in the class warfare issue of this <laughs> yeah, because, well, because, you know, these are five people. Yeah. Uh, and I can't count the kid, but, you know, he's, uh, by extension, uh, right, part of a lot of wealth, a lot <laughs> yeah. of wealth, right? And uh, no expense was spared. And we know that no expense was spared as part of a puppet show to quote, keep looking. It's still a rescue mission when the United States Navy with apparently some kind of technology that uh, we don't even know about was able to ascertain very quickly, you know, the previous weekend, right after it happened, that that something extraordinary had, had happened down there and the likelihood that there was going to be a, a real re- and they let it go. So we all had to pretend that oh look, there was a sound. There might be something, right? And but they knew it's a whale right, fart. So, you heard a whale right, fart, right? So uh, an extraordinary amount of money was spent 
over those days, you know, resulting in nothing. And this was not a United States vessel per se, right? It was a private company operating, I think, out of Canada. Yeah. But we're the United States. God damn it. We get in there. And when, <laughs> when somebody's in distress, we're there. So the whiners, the whiners are complaining that tax money was used to look for rich people who were already dead. Shouldn't they have to pay this back? We're in the, to that whole thing again. Oh, that's and to, by the way, to the Navy's credit, to the Navy's credit, I think, and I don't know if it wasn't, an, it was like the guy who was in charge immediately walked out there and said, cut this shit out. This is what we do. We don't we don't uh, uh, see if you have a good credit score before we come to rescue you. Okay, we should. should, (laughs) Maybe they should, but but (laughs) but they don't. And, you know, when you're when your house is on fire, whether it's in the worst neighborhood in Greensboro, occasionally there are fires in lousy neighborhoods in Greensboro or in a rich area. The fire department, they come and they they don't give you They they don't give you a bill and. I don't think that should change. I, I, I just don't think it should change. We, we, we just can't get into that business now. Do you have personal responsibility if you go hiking oh, sure. in, uh, of in the middle of, of nowhere of out do. west? There seems to be a lot of those, even famous people getting lost. And they yes, spend if somebody goes days. out with a pair of Nikes and like, you know, zero degree temperatures and a Snickers bar, we don't go, oh, fuck you. You didn't prepare. We, we, they still go look for you. They still they still do. Uh, you wish you that uh, one interesting solution, if there is a solution to this all the time, is for uh, people to have to insure themselves through insurance companies a little bit more in these kinds of situations. So if you're uh, going to go to the bottom of the ocean, if you're going to go to the top of Mount Everest, if there's going to have to be a rescue mission for you, you have to have taken out some kind of insurance. And I know that the argument against that, well, that's going to stifle creativity. It's going to stifle exploration. Right, right. Uh, nobody would have gone to the moon if Neil Armstrong would have had to have taken. Well, no, he was a government employee at the time. That was a government yeah. When operation. will Johnny Sixpack be able to get into a submarine and go to the bottom of the ocean if you people are going to put these onerous measures on? Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so if if Elon Musk in one of his uh, moon missions or Mars missions have something go wrong with one of his rockets, yeah, sure. and that's a private company, and he can he funds it, and he's got at least to my mind just about unlimited funds. If and it's not that there's going to be a rescue. Okay, you can't again. It's yeah, not like the yeah, fire department; no. they can't show up at, at your rocket that's no. uh, that's crippled halfway to Mars <laughs> in no, two days and bring you back. Yeah, but it, it it just it opens up an interesting line of. I would assume like the lawsuits are going to start flying if they haven't already. I mean, I, I would assume there's going to be everybody who's ever even looked at this company will is going to well, be just served. Got to be right, right, but what? Uh, so if the super rich people who are the relatives of the super, you know, go after I mean, whatever, whatever the name of this company was that the guy had that, that sent it down there, you know, they're, they're not Elon Musk 
okay, they're not Richard Branson. They're, they aren't that kind of deep pockets, so I'm not quite sure what they would get out of that. Well, again, that, I, mean, I think that, they would. In other words, these people can't possibly be looking for money. Well, if, if they moment, have insurance, no, I think they would, they would, the insurance company would have to come up with some kind of settlement or something. Well, I'll bet you they don't have whatever insurance that you think they did. All That's right, a problem. We, <laughs> yeah, we have problems. Yeah. All right, so here's here is the list. Here yeah. is the list. The bullshit is bigger in Texas. Yeah. Uh, Trump is his own prosecutor. Yes. <laughs> Again. Brit, get a landline. It's good for your health. <laughs> uh, hard to believe Josh Hawley went to law school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Republicans putting a boot up John Roberts' ass. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Hey, hey, Trump, who you calling fat? Wow. And uh, Coop Schmoop. Coo Schmoo. Kushmu. Uh, yeah. I, I guess we can start there because that was Kushmu. Sort of the the big news over the weekend is uh, I don't think you could say by any measure that Vladimir Putin had a good weekend. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was a I good weekend. This is where you're, you're wrong, Britt. You've fallen into the trap. <laughs> He's got the whole world thinking, oh, he was almost overthrown by some guy who does look like Jonathan Banks as Mike Aaron Trout on Breaking Bad, the bald guy. Yeah, it's the same guy. So, and this, I, I mean, I, I don't want to necessarily, well, I'll go ahead and inject this anyway, because so many people were like, man, Putin's kicking Biden's ass. Look, he's making a fool out of him. And, and then Biden has just sort of bided his time and funded Ukraine and talked to allies and stuff like that. Yeah. And it kind of looks like Putin's not doing that great. Well, if you if you pull back, your your point underscores the truth of what just happened in Russia yeah. over the weekend. If we had let Putin roll into Ukraine right. a year and a half ago <laughs> and take the whole damn thing over and I say, well, you know, it's, a, it's just yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just uh, uh, the neighborhood. It's not our neighborhood. Well, let's let it. Obviously, what happened this weekend would have never happened if things were, quote, going well, unquote, militarily for the Russians and Putin and whatever mercenary group operates in their name all over the world, all over the world. This uh, Wagner, is it Wagner or Wagner? How do you say uh, that? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not sure. You know, uh, Whitmire is a German name. So what Wagner? Yeah, yeah. I drive a Volkswagen. All right. So. I guess this is the the uh, the expression of the ineptness of the invasion of Ukraine. All right, so uh, what happened happened, and you know, people smarter than us can't say with a hundred percent assuredness that we know exactly where things are going to end up. And uh, not as a, a deep, deep student of Russian history, but uh, I did take this fantastic course in it uh, in college. And when I say in college, I mean, uh, let's see, about 48 years ago. I mean, it's been that long. Um, and it was, it was wonderful. And they brought in some great experts. And what did I take away from my one course in, in Russian history, which is... And I didn't have to take a course in it to, to realize this, that the unpredictability and the factionism and the impossibility of a country existing that's that large, that covers that many time zones 
almost by definition uh, is going to be the the breeding ground of almost continuous revolution. And all that happens is you have some periods of time where uh, dictators and oligarchs and czars assert some sense of order and rule, but people are seldom happy, and they haven't been happy for centuries in Russia. What I was wondering was, after the last year and a half of what, no matter what we think, the people who are left in Russia have to be, how should we say it, the, uh, the deplorables, the <laughs> less educated, the yeah. lesser skilled people. I mean, if you had a skill, if you could market yourself as anything to anybody and you weren't a, a, a pro-Putin suck-up, you got out of Russia. You, you, you have to have tried to have gotten out of Russia. You couldn't be sitting there watching this happening if you had some awareness beyond the state media pumping out the bs that you know in fact was was bs but that's again that's a that's kind of a separate argument um the idea that 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 this doesn't do anything but weaken putin is is ridiculous because a dictator rules on at least fucking with your head to make you think that you don't do anything against what the dictator wants because if you do you're you're dead hey brit how many uh don't get near any open windows jokes mm. did you hear over the weekend how many those are good but i want him to get back to the 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 old classic of poisoning the food that was his jam for a while oh it's there yeah have your food tasted and don't be near uh any open windows mr uh Prigozhin. it's amazing how quickly we could learn how to pronounce a name that yeah. we definitely could not pronounce in the middle well, of last week, because we've heard it so many times. I think that, I mean, that the, that's the main thing is that for Putin, he's been able to control the information. Uh, he, this played out very publicly and he was not able to control the information in the least. And therefore it was extremely embarrassing for a guy that's supposed to be, yeah, have a tight grip on the entire country. So but yeah. nobody jumped, nobody jumped to the aid of the marching progression wagner guys as they were you know it's it's not like everybody got in behind it wasn't like 76 trombones right and and uh, professor harold hill was leading the the band and it got bigger and bigger and bigger right it didn't happen that way but people so, knew about it you know again yeah, he tries to control everything that people yeah. were aware of what was going on and they were aware that this was a thumb to his eye and as as serious or not serious as the coup attempt would have been, as the tax rolling into Moscow, as close as they would have come to him or not, it still was. Everybody knew about it, and it's 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 a big deal. It's again not a great weekend for for Putin. Just any way you any way you look at it. Well, I I hope that we don't have to analyze beyond the obvious here militarily, but we might because. The difference between Putin being cornered, uh, not having many options, and Hitler in his final days, two words, nuclear weapons. Yeah. Um, would Putin, at the very end, if it was all coming down on him, would he give the order? And if he did give the order, would it be obeyed? We don't know. We have no 
idea. Right. Um, and then the other question is, if Putin gets taken out, what do you think? Uh, Yegevny uh, Prigozhin yeah. is, is uh, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Translated from the Russian? No, no, he's as he's he's horrible. He his group. When you read about what they're doing, his group all over Africa, in particular. Yeah, I mean they they're like the Taliban. Yeah, uh, I mean they, they they behead and they smash people with uh, with sledgehammers and they prop up the dictators. I think it's the Central African Republic and uh, in. In exchange for propping up the dictator in the Central African Republic, they fly in with their helicopters and then they extract blood diamonds and as much gold as they can get their grubby little hands on and they take it back because it was an interesting question. How, who funds them? Where, who funds uh, the Wagner Group? And I know this guy was the chef. Yeah, I know this because I saw he was a guest star on, um, you know, uh, Top Chef. What's it? Yeah. Beat Gordon yeah, Ramsay. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't. Um, he was a, I think he was a caterer at some point in time. Yeah. At the beginning. At the beginning. And then now, like um, you said, yeah, I think they're, you know, they're ISIS with better, better accountants. But we don't really, you know, we're, we don't know where the money's coming from. Wait a minute. What did that mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mercenaries so, for hire. So we... We, we have uh, we have no unique knowledge. I have my one course that uh, I took at uh, Ohio State. Uh, the most famous person that they brought in to speak to us, I believe it was uh, Professor Daniel Pipes of Harvard. Pretty famous guy. I don't think he's with us anymore, but uh, he was like the, the Russian expert. But remember the year that I took this course, this would be 1976. Okay. And uh, that was the Soviet Union. It wasn't Russia back then. And I think Brezhnev was the was the guy running the running the it's, show back it's then. It's an so amazing it thought to, to go yeah. back to World War II and think that it was the Russians who helped us to to defeat the Nazis. I mean, they helped save the world. Yeah. And then they helped divide up Europe <laughs> as, as they pleased. They, well, they, uh, and the, to watch other countries pretend to. To watch the the uh, you can't outsmart them the Chinese just yeah. two weeks after Putin and uh, President Xi, who by the way really enjoyed cake at Mar-a-Lago with uh, Donald Trump. So was, was it was it a good cake or was it like maybe cake. was it the be- was it the best cake or was it like just a an okay cake? Remember, two weeks ago they announced they had a partnership forever without limits. All right, <laughs> peace in our time, peace in our time but a partnership forever without limits. Well, apparently there were some limits already limits that were uh, put into place over the weekend, not by the Chinese, but they're pretending that nothing's happening. They're calling this a domestic, uh, a domestic quarrel that they have no part of, which is right up there with legitimate political discourse on January 6th here in the United States, 2021, same thing. So, so mommy uh, and daddy got mad because my uh, mommy brought the wrong ketchup home from the store. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's all happened. it was. Yeah. That is, that is oh. all that it was. It's, 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 it's nerve wracking. And, uh, um, you have to get up, you have to live your life. So let's move on and we'll, 
Okay, I got another phrase that has to be struck from Newspeak forever, and it never will be. And I know it never will be. You ready? No matter what the situation is, no matter what it is, no matter what the crisis is, ready? President Blank is monitoring the situation from the White House and is being briefed, okay? The same phrase. See, every time. We're aware. So am I supposed to feel reassured that the president is quote monitoring whatever it is the brink of nuclear war the submarine at the bottom of the uh, of the ocean just blew up doesn't matter uh disaster fire disaster in california he's monitoring the situation and is being briefed right now what does that mean what normally he's just watching espn sports center and he needs to be told what's going on and i mean it, it's just so lazy it's, it's so lazy it's yeah. quite painful yeah. but they, they continue yeah. Yeah. To do that's it. right up there with uh, all questions that begin with are you concerned about x Black, yeah. <laughs> are you concerned yeah that's always a gotcha yeah, yeah. Uh, all right let's do uh uh trump is his own prosecutor of course he is of course he is um there you go. This is just. There it is. And by the way, he's furious that he's not getting the kind of credit that he thinks he deserves for being named man of the year at the uh, Faith and Freedom Fuck Fest. No, as a man of the Oakland. decade. Was he man of the decade? You know, see, I just did it though. Look what I did. I just, I just committed the very infraction that he is accusing Fox News of, in not giving him enough credit credit. for getting his uh, Man of the Decade award from uh, Oakland County. I guess the uh, that's the county right outside of Detroit, right? Michigan. Yeah, they ignored that award. They suggested he might use it as an excuse to skip out on Fox's Republican primary debate later this summer. How dare he? Yeah. How dare he? Um, anyway, so he's giving this this speech over the weekend, which kind of got squashed uh, because of Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> see what I did there? Let's see what you did. So... Don just didn't attack Fox News for not giving him credit, but he went after the New York Times for their report on the stolen document indictments and said that that vindicated what he was saying when he said no to the Justice Department to return them. But, of course, the way Trump does things in making speeches and sending out messages is he always leaves the second part of the sentence or the story out. So here's what Trump says. He says, whatever documents a president decides to take with him, he has the absolute right to take them. He has the absolute right to keep them, and he can give them back to the Archives and Records Administration, NARA, N-A-R-A, if he wants. That's the law, and it couldn't be more clear. So then Trump cites the New York Times, right? And he said, even the New York Times in a major article, big article, they must hate, probably 
the writer was fired after he said this, but he said that when it comes to asking for documents from former presidents, the only power that Nehra has to say is pretty please give them back. Asking nicely is all that they can do. And yet they reported me to the Justice Department for criminal prosecution. They don't even have the right to ask. And if they ask, they have to be very nice and I don't have to give it. So you understand the the switcheroo there. Okay, because he is correct in that the archives does not have a police force itself to come get the shit that you stole that are national security secrets, nuclear secrets, stuff that's so secret that they don't even know if they can ever show some of these documents to Trump's lawyers or or juries or anything. Does the archives have the uh, ability to come get them if you say no? The answer is no. He leaves out the, the fact that the uh, archives can then pick up the phone yes. or text the yeah. Department of Justice text. and tell them about what happened <laughs> and say, we need those back. They are not Donald Trump's. Do they, they have the, the people is, of the is United like States? The, the cop emoji and the cop car emoji, and then like the robber emoji. Is that what you would text yeah. to the them to go get it? Yeah. <laughs> In other words, Trump told the public that under existing federal law, the archives can just request, and former presidents are asked to please follow the law. And if they refuse, they just have to accept it. The archives does tolerate the intransigence. They have to slink away. In disappointment. And of course, that's the bonkers part of this. And that's the part that I guess if you talk to, a, I'll just pick a person, your brother, uh, yeah. he wouldn't know that part of the story, would he? Right. He would actually take Trump's word for the fact Maybe. that they had no right to even attempt to get on the phone or send a, a text to the Justice Department and initiate what we now know are indictments over these issues. But uh, that's just a that's just a little nugget. As to, you know, uh, that's just one one slice of the. Uh, but all of these the insanity, all of these speeches that he gives continue to incriminate him further and further. This will be again another one. They're going to have so much evidence of him incriminating himself over and over again at these speeches and these rallies. It's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, why don't you, I want you to put on your lawyer's hat here for me? Yeah. Uh, because you. Britt Whitmire Esquire, mm-hmm. you really have seen the wonderful publicity you will get for your future law ventures by signing up to be Donald Trump's defender right now. And you're you're sitting there, and and suddenly uh, on your phone you get that that text saying that the your package has arrived. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's and it's from the uh, U.S. Justice Department, and it's about forty. Boxes. That's right. Boxes of evidence that the Justice Department has collected. And now you open those boxes. You don't even get to box number two. You look at box number one and you go, holy shit, we're dead tomorrow on this. What do you do? What do you do? I don't know. It's over. It's just do you quit? Do you quit? Do you um send black flowers to your client what do you do what do you do well you can't i mean don't take the job in the first place it'd be the advice Uh, you know what that isn't that isn't the correct the right answer but it is certainly 
the correct answer. Yeah. Okay? You should have never taken the job in the first place. Um, and that line over the weekend that he tried to, to, to push out there. And I guess this is, this is the thing that's representative of, of the full insanity of it all as the rest of us, you know, sit here. Um, you know, I'm being indicted for you as a man of Jesus. Could you explain the, the parallel that he's trying to make there? All all Christians understand that the reason that Christ was crucified was, um, so that we wouldn't have to be, um, there was a growing debt from the beginning of time and from the original sin, uh, of Adam and Eve. And it kept growing and growing and growing. And God, the bill just kept getting larger, Brad, huge, massive bill with interest. And, and God got to a point and said, okay, Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to send my son, crucify him. He rises again. We're done. Debt's over. You don't have to be crucified for your sins because he's going to die for you. That's how that worked out. And that's, again, Donald John Trump, so that I don't have to go to jail for any of the secret documents that I've got hiding around my house. Uh, He's taken the bullet for me, and I can't tell you how much that means to me. It means a great deal. And that line got coverage all over the world. I'm looking at a, an Israeli TV station <laughs> that, that covered it. I hope their take was, what the fuck? No, it was very non-judgmental. It was just... It's it, it's weird because you know I, I know you remember when uh, well you were a young man but you know you know the story when John Lennon said that the Beatles were as big as Jesus were bigger than Jesus oh my God it's terrible oh my they should apologize burn their records but if this guy says he's like Jesus and he's dying for your sins I, I don't know I'm okay with that it's fine I'm good no problem those of yeah, us and who I, are- uh, to, not not to compare John Lennon to. Uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, of course. Agree. Trump Trump Trump's career is a lot longer than Lennon, so it's yeah, not fair. It's just, just unfortunate. One of them only lived to be 40. Yeah. It's on, uh, it's on one of those this headline. People. See who these people are. Sociopath Donald Trump yeah. torn apart after telling supporters I'm being indicted for you. I don't know who these people are. Okay, newsbreak media. Um there's there's a lot this of is, really there's one way that they just uh, run a bunch of uh, uh, different Twitter responses and of course he threw in the you know greatest witch hunt of all time and you've heard it a million times, um, but again you know we're part of the big test here right the big test what's what's left of this country what's going on here um. You almost can't believe that it's happening in front of your face, can you? You, you hard. just can't it, believe yeah, it. Yeah, it's hard. Like, there were certain things that I would read in history, like, um, oh, you know, we we, uh, we we almost lost our democracy or you know, stuff like that. Or, like, I can't believe in the Civil War it was brother against brother. And I'm like, oh, I don't – how did that ever happen? Now I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I see now. I, I get it now. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's not a contest to go, well, this is worse than that or worse than that or worse no. than that. But, but when you're in the middle of something, it's really it's really daunting. It is. Um, it, uh, I mean, you. 
I mean, I have heart and I have faith and I have optimism that everything's going to work out. But yeah, I mean, I can still be scared because there, there's peril there. There's jeopardy there. This is the greatest uh, witch hunt of all time, a continuation of it. They want to interfere with the upcoming election. They, they want to demean, insult whatever's necessary to win. You're right. They do, Mr. Trump. They demean and they insult. Wow. Glad you don't. <laughs> Trump promised if he were to take in the White House one more time, he'd, quote, direct a completely overhauled Department of Justice to investigate every radical DA in America while naming them, quote, racists in reverse, which was met by booing. No, it was met by USA, USA, USA. USA. <laughs> Never and then been he prouder. came back after the, you know, the call and response to, I'm probably the only person in history who was indicted and my numbers went up. Well, what do you think that means, sir? That the other people who were all indicted for stuff got got a bad deal? Their numbers should have gone up too? I mean, I know or... I shouldn't play the game, and I know that we're you know a year and a half away from the election, but I, I saw some poll numbers that saw him not doing so great this weekend. So I, I oh, no. Well, look, look, remember, the baseline through all this has been as bonkers as he is, as full of shit as he is, as lying as he is, as much of a danger to democracy as he is, as much as we know that he wants this presidency back so he gets four more years of immunity, as much as we know that he is a not very bright showman who has a couple of uh, different kinds of different kinds of understanding of certain things that he can zero in on he's a savant in cynical media in how to use it to manipulate people all right um as as much as that that is true through this all he's never been able to really break through and gain listeners viewers fans from the minute he luckily won in 2016, right? Now, forget that he's never broken 50%. He's in the, I guess, in a general election, he's in the low to mid-40s no matter what. Unfortunately, low to mid-40s, if there are third-party candidates fucking around the edges with Joe Biden, assuming Biden's the candidate, he could pull another inside straight like he did in 2016 and win which brings us to the fascination with robert f kennedy jr it's really sick it's really fucking sick to watch not just the usual suspects but beyond the usual suspects interviewing him giving him a megaphone under the guise of, well, he's a legitimate candidate. Oh, he's, he's a Kennedy. And, you know, and he makes some good points. The same shit. And it's, you know, it's Joe Rogan, Bill Maher. You know, they're all doing it. They're, they're all doing it. They're all spreading. Oh, but there's, there's an agenda there with Rogan for sure. I mean, I, Maher. There's an agenda there with all of them. The, it's anybody who really is a fair broker and goes, yeah, let's see what the guy has to say. You're, I mean, it's bullshit. No, everybody knows that that's not, that's not once at work here. 
that's not what's going on. This guy, this is totally being fueled by the folks on the right who are trying to chip away. Geez, at a terribly weak president who can't win re-election. Why do you need to go ahead and do this to him then? Why do you need to go ahead and try to prop this guy up, you fuckers? Why are you scared of Joe Biden if he's this dementia-ridden guy who's doing such a terrible job? I don't understand. That's that's actually a generous way of looking at it. If that's possible, it's 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 really kind of worse than that. And you know, in the last day, suddenly now, just add another level to this. There's all these pictures of him with his shirt off, I'm and so he's happy. he's a muscle bound fuckface. I'm happy for him. I'm really yeah, I'm, happy I'm, that he's I'm vascular thrilled. and he's he's putting needles yeah, in his ass. He, you know, I'm I'm just so happy for him. You I, hope he and, I hope he and Cheryl Hines are having just like tantric sex 24 seconds. I don't care. Anybody who really interviews him and talks to him for four seconds knows the guy's a fucking loon. He's out of his mind. Just talk to him for five seconds. We're not going to have Wi-Fi. We're canceling Wi-Fi because it makes your brain leaks. Okay. Well, that sounds great. And the vaccination thing. I mean, just it's those two things along. You're done. Bye. Hit the door. Grab your door prize. Bye. Well. I have some news for you. I have, I have the death list of the twelve million five hundred thousand people <laughs> who died in this country of the vaccination, <laughs> and you don't know anything about it. I mean, it's just the stupidest. There's no like serious. There's no, and, and it, I know that's dumb to think that somebody who like listens to this guy goes, "Give me one serious policy thing that he's got that really makes you think that he's superior to Joe Biden," and they, they would, they would have nothing because he doesn't. There's nothing there. There's well, no with there, that there. in mind, I'm going to spring something on you. I have in my hand yeah. my hat. This is a yeah. new hat. Tell the children what it says. Uh, sounds like bullshit to us. <laughs> That's what it says. No, so it sounds like bullshit, sounds like bullshit to, to me. me. Yeah, it sounds like bullshit to me. And where did I get that hat? The answer is kind of weird yeah. uh, last friday a box showed up at my house okay here's the box nothing in it uh it was sent by the postal service it's usps and the return name and address is someone i've never met in my life oh great named hannah hannah cow or co k-o-u-g-h do you? No, no, I have no idea who that is. And she lives in Corpus Christi, Texas. Oh, and it's got great. the wait. It's got the uh, got the correct everything on there. So I don't know who this person is. I don't know whether they check us out on our podcast or however. Yeah, she's not a Facebook friend of mine, but she does have a Facebook page. Googled her name. Nothing on Google. That kind of weird, but. Bottom line, this is a great hat. I yeah, love it's a nice hat. hat. Yeah, this is pretty fun. It's a great hat. A pretty Thank fun you, thing. Hannah. Appreciate that. <laughs> Whoever you, you are, are, wherever you are, whatever your agenda whoever is. Whoever you are. And I think it's a perfect hat for us. Mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect hat. So like I'm going to start wearing it till I can't stand it anymore, okay? Which that doesn't uh, bother naturally, me, does it? Na- No, which naturally would transition us to the BS is always bigger in Texas. ha, 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 ha. Uh, you're going to love this one. Uh, and th- This one slipped out over the weekend, came and went. Um, Greg Abbott, 
genius, tweeted, then deleted a fake story about Garth Brooks being booed off the stage at a concert yeah. that never happened in a Texas town that doesn't exist. That's so great. How many times has this happened? How many times? <laughs> it was off of a parody account. He he saw it. The uh, fake story, which was tweeted by, this is a good name, by someone who uh, called themselves Flag Eagleton. Flag Eagleton. <laughs> it's his Christian name. <laughs> and appeared on the parody site Dunning-Kruger Times. Dunning-Kruger Times, as in the Dunning-Kruger effect. Brooks took the stage at the 123rd annual. Wow, they've been doing this for a long time. Tell you what. The annual Texas Jamboree in Hamberston, Texas, only to leave in shame under two minutes later because of comments about his own fans being assholes. So Garth Brooks supposedly got up on the stage, called his fans assholes, and was booed off the stage. And Greg Abbott was thrilled to share the story about the trashing of Garth Brooks. And then what doesn't he stop tweeting? What was his fake name, Chris uh, Gaines? When he yeah, changed Chris his- Gaines. Oh God, that's yeah, yeah. been many years ago. Wasn't the um, didn't he didn't he subtweet "Go woke, go broke"? Wasn't that what? Uh, well, because Abbott purportedly uh, in the story it mentions that. Garth Brooks has supported LGBTQ rights. Yeah. And so, yeah, go woke, go broke. Problem is, of course, there is no. It's not true. Texas country jamboree. There is no Hamberston, Texas. And you would think that the governor of Texas would know the names of all the counties. I know there are like 250 of them, but still, so what? You would know. You're supposed to know them. Easily researchable. Uh, so, and, and by the way, usual, it, and we're not allowed to be talking about this, because he did delete the tweet. Yeah, no. So, so it didn't happen. Yeah. The day that Garth Brooks goes broke, I will kiss Greg Abbott's ass right in the middle of whatever that fake town in Texas is. Wait, wait. You know what? We need a new. The, the, we're using the wrong word. Uh, Greg Abbott expunged the tweet. Expunged the tweet. Yeah. You see what I did there? You see Dumb what ass. I did? All right. So Greg uh, Cesar is a Democrat in Congress from Texas, he noticed it, <laughs> he shared it, and said, uh, Governor Abbott just accidentally posted a satire article because he wants to hate on queer Texans and Garth Brooks so bad. The Texas County Jamboree doesn't exist. Hamberson, Texas is not real, and the governor is not fit to tweet, much less govern. Happy Pride Day, writes Congressman Cesar. And... Uh, off we go and it won't mean it won't mean a thing so i just let's just match that up with with any little gaffe that that biden makes like Mm. what last week the one of the big ones besides calling uh president xi a dictator (gasps) that's oh my god everything is off the board now how dare you all right okay over now uh but 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 the the one from from last week where he said, uh, God save God save the queen instead of God save the king. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's kind of the same thing as this tweet, isn't it, Britt? Same thing. No. <laughs> See, and, and uh, yeah, you're supposed to say God save the king now. But this is equivalent to, you know, writing the uh, previous year on a check. 
back when people would write a lot of checks, you know, in January, February, March, you kept writing the previous year because that's just it's just that you were in a habit. And so you're in a habit. If you're Joe Biden, your entire life of of God save the queen. But they turned that into more proof that you know, Joe Biden needs to be put in a tight fitting jacket and put in a rubber room because he just has has no mind left. I submit to you, you have less of a mind, way, way less of a mind. If you're the governor of a state and you fall for something like that, because if you'll fall for that, what else won't you fall for? Thank you. Um, yeah, we, right we don't have time much for much anything else. What's this deal about landlines? Why are you trying to get me involved with a landline? Ooh, oh, you're going to love this. Uh, uh, barely a quarter of Americans still have landlines. Who are they? All right. Who are they and where are they? Based on and my they, experience in my job, it tends to be older people. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, and they break this down into people who exclusively only have landlines, people who have both landlines and mobile phones, uh, people who only have mobile phones. They do it by by age groups and, and things of that sort. They do it by race and, and, and the rest of it. But um, the most interesting uh, standout thing for me is that they found that there is a correlation between uh, people who only have mobile phones and all kinds of, of health issues and mental problems. In other words, I know, I know this is a, did, did the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Campaign feed this to you or th is this part of no. their propaganda? No, no, no. Um, here it is. The centers for disease control conduct some of the most extensive phone surveys about rates of immunization, risky behavior, health phone, blah, 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 blah. And they found that people who cut the cord abandoning landlines to rely only on wireless are generally more likely to engage in risky behavior. <laughs> They're more likely to binge drink, more likely to smoke, more sure. likely to go without health insurance. Unprotected sex. And and they're more likely to, to bet on the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, hey, that's, now. That's true, even when they control for age, sex, race, ethnicity, and income. Uh, now, they're only, okay, so only 2% of adults only use landlines. Another 3% rely mostly on landlines. 1% don't have any phones at all. The largest group of holdouts is people over 65, of course, um, landlines have been left behind most enthusiastically by folks in Idaho and places out west, of course. Places that uh, still cling to physical phone connections are New York and places up in the northeast. Uh, but it landlines does, aren't what... It, it what? does help with 911 calls. The landline... Yeah, they still don't have it set up where, where mobile phones don't exactly. display the same information for you. That technology is getting better with the, when the, with the wireless phones, but when it comes to landlines that are use VoIP or whatever, um, the address just shows up on your screen at most nine one one centers. Yeah. Uh, as of last year, fewer than a third of landline households still had 
what's technically known as plain old phone service, which is a copper wire coming in. Jesus. People like me, people like me who have both. Mm-hmm. Of course, I don't have a copper wire coming in anymore. I'm doing it over the uh, Internet as part of my right. spectrum right. thing there. Uh, and you can't get a copper line wired to your house now if you if you want to. AT&T, their legacy phone service made all of a 1.7 billion last year their mobile phone service did 65 billion 35 times more that's a there's a big difference there uh, but for, just for your health you need to get yourself a landline you'll you'll, you'll <laughs> for my own health yeah, it's too late for me yeah 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 uh now if you'll excuse me i have some meth i need to go smoke thank you <laughs> <laughs> 